ఫస్ట్ ఆఫ్ ఆల్ ఐ మస్ట్ కంగ్రాచులేట్ టు యూ ఫార్ వెరీ 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 క్యాండిడేట్ ప్రజెంటేషన్ ఆఫ్ ది జియో పొలిటికల్ సిచ్యువేషన్ మై క్వశ్చన్ ఈజ్ స్లైట్లీ డిఫరెంట్ ఎ బేసిక్ వన్ సంథింగ్ విచ్ వీ హ్యావ్ వై షుడ్ బి పర్చేజ్ ఎట్ ఆల్ ఎస్ ఫోర్ హండ్రెడ్ డూ వీ రియలీ నీడ్ ఇట్ ఐ డోంట్ థింక్ ఎట్ ఆల్ దట్ వీ నీడ్ ఎస్ ఫోర్ హండ్రెడ్ ఫర్ అవర్ సెక్యూరిటీ ఇఫ్ యు ఆర్ టాకింగ్ ఆఫ్ ద గడా we have indigenously developed gada which is yeah. developed with the israelis more than 700 kilometers is the range if you need the missiles there are two parts of the system basically the gada and the interception correct why do we need to intercept a, a aerial threat at 400 kilometers that is russian problem yeah. they have a huge landmass correct correct our problems are different correct so this See? is my basic question should we at all go for as 400 or any equivalent or go for our own systems so it's absolutely brilliant but i have another i fully agree with you 100% i want to just say the s400 secrets will be given to china now how can the gentlemen who are pushing for this deal assure us that china will not transfer them to pakistan can they assure us on that and if so then pakistan will not know the vulnerabilities of the system can they tell us that can they give us that kind of promise and the as for you sir the point is we don't trust our private sector we don't trust uh, our our indian people and because we kept the private sector out of defense is now we have got this 83% of our core defense is imported we uh, did not uh, trust our own private sector yeah. but the matter of fact is every system which we are importing is coming from the private sector industries of other countries and may i say one more point sir 20 to 30 to 40% of the brain power is indian in that our own people you go to san jose you know you go to you you go to uh, i mean you go to law, you know you go to any of these uh, important uh, i mean uh, uh, locations it's all indian brains who are working there but we don't allow them to work i can tell you i have stories in hyderabad and i have stories from bangalore of indian brain young people who have got apps designed and some you know foreign companies have used their influence used the legal system used the political system used the official system and i'm sorry to say some some people can be you know taken care of by giving a scholarship to uh, uh, to a son or a daughter others can be taken care of by giving a shopping expedition to a wife whatever it is and they are destroyed so finally they have to go to singapore they have to go to california they have to go to australia and they become inventors there and they never come back it's a horror story for them i mean i'm sure many people here you know will understand what i'm talking about i have seen dozens of such young people you talked about jews in america like israel has been uh, has always been very supportive and friendly to india in all the conflict situations with pakistan or china Uh, though india has never supported israel uh, especially on the palestine arab issue and recently also we voted against israel in uh, unsc so uh, while benjamin netanyahu is very friendly towards india israel is very friendly towards india so why don't we openly ally with israel and why do we always need to balance the arab and the palestine issue vis-a-vis -vis israel and we vote against israel in the unsc mm -hmm. while israel has always supported uh, india and uh, in all this uh, all conflict situation whenever india is faced and they have the technology and jewish brain is uh, 
uh, very superior Einstein was a Jewish brain. You know, so, <coughs> I want to go back to uh, I want to go back to uh, Moshe Dayan. Moshe Dayan, way back, way, way, way back, came to India, and I talked to some friends who knew Moshe Dayan very well. In fact, his son came for as one of the delegates to my India-Israel-U.S. conference in 2003, and he was telling me Moshe Dayan is getting. When he went back, and we are talking about the 1970s, he was very worried about India because he said, "You are perpetuating a, a system in which Muslims are made to believe that they are different from everybody else. You are treating them differently, and that is very going to be extremely dangerous for you in the future." I think I am happy about 370. That is over now. But I would like to say, Narendra Modi. is the first prime minister to i think to go right to jerusalem he showed exceptional courage in that and i can only say the israelis are quite understanding that sometimes you have to i mean there are certain things that you have to do uh, which may not reflect the reality the reality is a very robust security relationship between india and israel i want to tell you something do you know that the security of uh, the pakistan many of the key people in pakistan the security systems are basically israeli security systems including dear old general musharraf dear old general musharraf was kept alive despite two or three assassination attempts because of the israeli security system so israel i'm sorry uh, i mean i have i, I don't know what mossad is <laughs> sorry but uh, all i can say is that look i'm glad we went to jerusalem and yes I, it's not just israel it's the jewish people you know they've suffered thousands of years they've retained that individuality they've retained their culture they've retained their tradition and they've done so much of a contribution to the world so i have no hesitation in being an admirer of the jewish people and i'm happy to say that my prime minister went to jerusalem for the first time and that moral courage was shown by him sir very well made case uh, to have a strategic alliance with the united states of course the uh, relationship has been improving as you have mentioned and without doubt this axis of pakistan china and russian is coming up which is really a threat for in our neighborhood uh, as uh, russia because of their own regions getting into more and more transactional uh, sort of mindset uh, rather than looking at uh, they have their own compulsions but see the kind of enthusiasm which is emanating out of your presentation and we all actually echo to some extent uh, that one does not see similar uh, thumping uh, uh, endorsement from the washington side uh, to create to have uh, get into new strategic alliances leave aside getting into new alliances their withdrawal look at the uh, south korea japan what they are, i mean the the kind of withdrawal we have now seeing in uh, afghanistan they are that has been given on platter to those people against which the uh, the entire machinery was went there uh, to to rickets back so in that scenario i think choices choices are limited of course we understand that at the same time the, the picture is not that rosy uh, from the united state point of view as well so what have we given the united states are we ready to go into afghanistan are we ready to go to the middle east now i will give you one example you go back to i think in 2005 or 2006 there was a huge 90000 ton aircraft carrier called the uss kitty hawk the it was double the size of the gorshkov which became the vikramaditya 
the Deputy Secretary of Defense, Estant, and a chap called James Clad and myself, we had a discussion. And James Clad said, why don't you guys ask for the Kitty Hawk? We'll give it to you, free of cost. And I wrote about it, I argued for it, and it didn't work because a very strong lobby here had a lot of, uh, what do I say, uh, you know, collateral benefits, uh, what you call, what Moraji Desai called terminal benefits uh, uh, because of the Gorsh call, which is basically floating, which is, which is floating junk compared to the Kitty Hawk. Gorsh was not even able to float. Kitty Hawk was, was steaming all over the place. The fact is, sir, the Americans can transfer 20, 25 capital ships to us. They can transfer aircraft uh, platforms to us. And I don't know where you're getting this. They've offered us THAAD. They've offered us Patriot. They've offered us these platforms. And they've offered all this publicly to us. But I'm only making a simple point. The war on ISIS, on Daesh. Tell me, long back, I think it is in 2015, I wrote a, uh, I, you know, uh, uh, two or three things in which I said, just two squadrons of Indian aircraft and two or three special forces commando groups. Let's send them in to fight ISIS. We didn't do it. We have not dropped one bomb against ISIS. We have not shot one bullet against ISIS. The Russians did it. There are only two Russian squadrons in, you know, uh, in, the, in the Middle East. There are only some five or six Spetsnaz special forces in the Middle East. And today Russia has become a power that is almost even more powerful than America because of those two squadrons. We could have sent those two squadrons. So my humble request to you, sir, first of all, it's not true. I can tell you the Americans are today open the store to us. Barack Obama did that when Ash Carter was the uh, defense secretary. Till then, it was difficult to transfer technology. Ash Carter made a thing that unless three undersecretaries sign that you should deny technology to India, India should be given whatever technology India wants. So frankly, sir, that's no longer the case. And the second again I'm saying, we have been fighting ISIS with bold words and bold statements. Very bold statement, bolder and bolder. But I would like to see fighting them with bombs and bullets. And secondly, I'd like to say, whilst Kashmir is concerned, if a, if a militant is staying in, is in a house, destroy that house. Don't allow three or four soldiers to be killed in trying to take out that house. We don't use helicopters. We don't use aircraft. We don't use artillery. Why not? Why not? Frankly, so pardon me, sir, but I think we're not, you know, it's not just that the Americans are, the, the, frankly, they don't, they're wondering, you know, we're very good at talk, but they, they, where's the action? Outside South Asia, even in Kashmir, where's the action? They had this terrible deal with the PDP. Now, who are the crazy people who had this deal with the PDP? Why is not one of them being held to account? Why is not one of them? I mean, I, I wrote against that from the very beginning. I know what the PDP is. I, I, I go to the Middle East. I go to Saudi Arabia. I go to Qatar. I go to UAE. I found out how they go there and say, we must separate Kashmir. Give us some money. We must separate Kashmir. These dirty Hindus, give us some money. Who did that? Who's being punished for that? So, sir, please look into our, let's, the main thing is, let's understand ourselves first. If you look at Vedic philosophy, the core of Vedic philosophy is 
self-knowledge. Sir, uh, I have two questions. Firstly, what do you think uh, is uh, going to unfold in Afghanistan? The Americans, uh, President Trump is keen on pulling back the forces before elections 2020. And uh, Taliban almost certainly comes there. So would they be again used by Pakistan for strategic depth and especially to fuel trouble in Kashmir and throughout India in fact, they won't entire India, Kashmir to Bahana, Gazwa in the Siyunka area. So the second question is, you talked about Wahhabism and Middle East, uh, 20, 25, 30 years down the road, oil would go. What do you think after that, the Arabian uh, areas, what would be their future after oil? Are they preparing for that? Uh, thirdly, uh, you said that Russians are aligning with Chinese. Is not the US to blame for that? They are trying to surround Russia all the time, preemptive and through having you know missiles in Ukraine and everything. And finally, if we can, like Pakistan did between US and China, backdoor diplomacy, they brought them through ping pong diplomacy. Uh, you know, Zulfikar Bhutto played a key role for bringing US and China closer. Cannot we uh, do this for Iran with the US? If we can have uh, a US and Iran on the same page, it would benefit both India and US. We can have our uh, entry into Central Asia, and so can the Americans. And uh, Iran really is pretty, pretty much neutral to us, not a problem. Thank you so much. So this, uh, fourth, the last question I'd like to say is perfectly correct. And several Americans agree with me. I have emails uh, from them. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to have lunch with the uh, president of the Hudson Institute, a gentleman called Kenneth Weinstein. We are at the ISC and XC. And Ken Weinstein is very close to a gentleman called Mike Pence, who is the vice president. And Ken Weinstein and a guy called Dr. Rose wrote uh, Mike Pence's speech on China. I don't know if you read Mike, if you heard Mike Pence on China. He was very direct on China. Uh, I'm only saying that, yes, a lot of Key American scholars say that, yes, it is not a problem. That's why I'm saying we should have kept buying oil from Iran. Because if we don't buy oil, they'll give Chabahar to China. And we lose Chabahar. It's a loss for us and the Americans. Secondly, 1982, Ariel Sharon made a huge mistake. In the Lebanese Civil War, he went and intervened on behalf of the Maronite Christians against the Shia. Complete mistake. Big mistake. That is why Israel is the only non-Muslim country where Shia terrorism is there. No other country. So I, regarding Afghanistan, it's a work in progress. I think Trump has been told very bluntly, the Zalmay Khalilzad is, I mean, I have tweeted that he's basically a useful idiot of the GHQ Rawalpindi. You know, you haven't read my pieces on Afghanistan, my overt pieces in Sunday Guardian. Please read them. He's a useful idiot. The man is an idiot. And he's a, he's a complete, you know, He's, no, he, look, he's got money from the Wahhabi lobby, from Qatar, for example. He tons of money from Qatar and the old Saudi uh, people, not the new Saudi, the old Saudi. Look, he's a grateful man. When, you know, when you're give, given millions of dollars, you have to be grateful. You have to support. And they want the Taliban in. Now, the good news for us is you have a pro-Taliban, basically slaves of Pakistan army, and a Taliban, which is Pashtuns, are hostile to the Pakistan army. We need to work with the anti-Pakistan army Taliban and break the Taliban and make them fight each other. In the 1990s, the war in Kashmir was essentially turned the corner 
when there was more fighting going on between Kashmiris and these outsiders, the Kashmiri fighters who turned and became pro-India, you remember. And I'm sorry to say, uh, during the time of, including the BJP time of Vajpayee, these fighters were ignored. Many of them were killed. Many of them were killed. As a consequence of their loyalty to India, they were killed. Because we have to split the Taliban. And I can, I don't, they, I don't believe American forces are going to go away. The Pentagon is very clear they're not going to go away. But they need help from an important country. And that important country is India. Without, they cannot, I can tell you, America cannot win the war against Wahhabism without India. We cannot fight the war against Wahhabism without America. That's the reality. As far as Chinese are concerned, all they want is, don't come interfere with us. And we won't bother. Because that's why no Wahhabi goes after China. In, and internally, in, in, I think in, in Xinjiang, they're doing pretty effective work, if I may say so. I am sorry. The fact is, they they regard us as weak weaklings, and there you know there are three factors: Darul Harb and Darul Islam. And stage number one is Darul Islam, where you have a majority of I'm not saying Muslims. I, I will differentiate Muslims from Wahhabis. Wahhabis, where it's all completely Wahhabi controlled. Then they then you have countries where there are splits in the non-Wahhabi, non-Muslim camp. In these countries, create hell, 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 hell. So that eventually, they go into Darul Islam. And the third is, when the non-Wahhabis are united, and they challenge the Wahhabis, in such situations, put your hands up and say, wonderful, 370 is good, triple talaq is good, uniform civil code is good. So this is one, two, and three. We are still more two than three.